Welcome to the Extraordinary Wellness Shamans Podcast, bringing you the inside advice from healing yourself from within to unleash your extraordinary life. Hello, this is Lauren Ebeck, Extraordinary Wellness Shaman, healing from within to unleash your extraordinary life. In today's topic, we're going to, again, talk about romantic relationships, but we're going to talk about relationships, I call them the in-the-meantime relationships, or are that prepare us for true love. So we'll do this one, and then we'll talk about why relationships don't work. Our in-the-meantime relationships before meeting that one or that true love actually prepares us for the right relationship. In these types of relationships, our stories get married to us, and every person that stands before us is our mirror. This can, uh, when we have these types of relationships, by the way, this will cause us to question everything in our lives, especially ourselves. And that's how you can be sure that it's a preparation one and not the one or the true one. Because when we meet that soulmate and when we're in a relationship where we truly connect and have that bond, we won't have to question ourselves and we won't be asking, what did I do that I could have done differently and why am I beating myself up? Because that person will accept us for who we are, the good and the bad, including our shadows. There are no good people, bad people here. There are people with shadows in their own work that needs to be done. And when you meet the one, or when you meet your soulmate, and there are many soulmates, so I have to be careful. So when you meet your romantic soulmate, and that person who you're married to, related to, or, or in a relationship with for, for life or for how long, that you really, really love, that's your best friend, your BFF forever, Okay, that person will accept your shadows and you'll be given the benefit of the doubt and you'll never go through this questioning of everything, including yourself and your soul. But if you're questioning yourself, you're in a preparation relationship. Instead of beating yourself up, you might want to look at what have I learned about myself because this gives you the great opportunity to accept and love your shadows and learn from them. And what is the lesson or gold nugget that I'm taking away from the experience? Once you're aware, you have the capacity to change those shadows or at least change your coping mechanisms. So each relationship gives us the opportunity to do our soul work. The purpose of the journey is not to find somebody to complete us. It is to discover ourselves. And remember that one person can meet all of your needs or complete you. You complete yourself. So I know with each of my relationships, I have more understanding, more depth, authenticity, and honesty. I'm willing to look at my shadow parts with love and acceptance. I'm willing to say, wow, isn't that interesting that I had the fear of rejection or that the truth got distorted because of my own fear? And then I'm willing to look at how can I change that so that doesn't come up in the next one. So for me, this is a journey and where I'm always growing, transforming, shedding my fears, shedding my weaknesses. I know that if I were it, that if I devote my heart to discovering what I'm here to learn, I can be my own best friend and love myself. And this is a big thing. Uh, you need to profoundly accept and love yourself. There is a whole tapping emotional freedom technique for that. Or you can hire a therapist. But whatever you need to do, you need to be willing to profoundly accept and love yourself first. It's like putting your oxygen mask on first. It is only through loving yourself and profoundly accepting yourself can you really give to a relationship. 
it's that self-love that allows you to come to those relationships in a healthy place with so much more to give. There's no attachment. There's no dependency. And remember, with relationships, you do have dependency on one another. I think it was Melody Beatty who said there's one degree difference between being in a healthy, lovely, beautiful relationship and being in a destructive codependent relationship. So codependency can be seen as good or bad, but there's only one degree difference. And that one degree difference is where are you with your shadow work? Where are you with profoundly loving and accepting yourself? So please remember that. When you're in that wonderful, healthy relationship, there are no fears. There's no jealousy, no doubt, no guilt, no judgment. It's just a being. So with that relationship, with every relationship, you have the opportunity to grow and learn so that you can overcome those fears. This takes a lot of courage, and it takes a lot of work. And there are people who aren't always willing to do this. So please remember that, and because you have every opportunity to grow and learn, but you're invited to keep your heart open to love, practicing forgiveness and compassion. Forgiveness is to release our fears and judgment. It allows us to release our fears and judgment. So forgiveness and love are going to be the keys to helping to overcome this lovely shadow. And please, please remember this. With forgiveness, so if I'm forgiving my significant other for something that he has done, it's not so much that I'm forgiving or condoning him. Forgiveness is the mental exercise that's for you. It's about my releasing my judgments and releasing my anger and releasing my resentment. So, for example, when I had thought I had found the soulmate and I had this beautiful connection and relationship and suddenly he just stopped talking to me and, and deserted, basically just walked away and throughout the relationship. And there was no recourse, obviously. I could not do anything. And if I pursued him, he became more and more of a distancer. I needed to forgive him. And it wasn't that I was forgiving or condoning the act so much as it was I was not letting it take power or control over me and who I am. I was not letting it define me. When you live from that place of anger and resentment, it, that's all you can see through is those glasses of anger and resentment. And you will project onto everybody you meet. So again, forgiveness is not about condoning somebody's actions. Forgiveness is about releasing your own gunk, if you will, so that you can be the best that you can be and learn from your experiences. It allows you to experience greater love. It allows you to keep your heart open so that you can deeply connect with acceptance, love, compassion, and authenticity. So please remember that. One of the things that we tend to do when we're in relationships, when the true souls come together, is that we get caught up in our stories. So we witness the good, we witness the shadows. Um, sometimes we're in each other's lives forever, and sometimes it's for a very short period of time, and sometimes it's 25 years. So there's different, different lengths of times that we're in a relationship with people. One of the things that re to remember is your life is made up of all the beliefs that you have acquired from parents, media, peers, friends, every, that taught you how to live, right? So we drown out our own inner voice and our guidance. Hopefully, we had that profound acceptance and self-love before we enter a relationship. So there are core values and things like, what do you like? What do you believe in? What do you want most out of life? What do you value? What are your top five core values? And when you know that, you can build your life around your values. We establish what I call rituals, structure, practices, which are those habits. 
Um, and I like to practice those to remember who I am on a regular basis. What identifies me? It's not the person I'm in relationship with. It's not my friend's comments. It's not the people around me. I define who I am. This is so important because when you get into a relationship with a significant other in that really close bond, your shadows will be revealed. So it'll show you what still needs your love, acceptance, and healing. So if you choose to stuff them or hide them, they will appear at the most inappropriate times, and it'll bring up all kinds of conflict and situations that we'd rather get ourselves out of. So it's our stories that we don't want to be caught up in. And remember, if you feel the need to justify, explain, or be right, you're stuck in your story. Let me repeat that again. If you feel the need to explain, justify, and be right, you're stuck in your story. You're giving too much power to your story, and especially when you have fear show up like rejection or abandonment. And you'll know this because when you're in a fight or flight syndrome, your whole energy is going to be sucked away into that emotional drama, right? And when you're sucked away into that emotional drama, you don't have energy to give to anything else in your life, including your health, your work, your friendships, or ordinary tasks like paying bills. They will suffer. So again, your health, work, friendships, ordinary tasks like paying bills, things around you will suffer at the expense of your energy supporting the emotional drama. So my question to you is, are you willing to release your story? Are you willing to practice forgiveness and love? Are you willing to be empathetic and don't take anything personal? Are you willing to not make assumptions? And this is all part of Miguel Ruiz's um, four agreements, to not take anything personal. Most people are not intentionally hurting us. Again, there's no good and bad. It's their subconscious programming. It's their own story. It's their stuff coming up. It's their shadows. And the only thing you have control over is your reaction to their shadows. So Don Miguel and his um, Ruiz in his Four Agreements reminds us that we can change our stories and we can fill it with greater happiness and greater authenticity. So my question to you is, and, and actually before I ask you that question, let me give you a few things in the book. So in his second agreement, don't take anything personal. Whatever happens to you is typically not about you. Nothing other people do is because of you. And yet we, we take it as, especially when it's our significant other, we take it as if it is. Try to remember that all people live in their own mind, their own computer screens, with their own stuff in the world in which they live. We make the assumption that they know what is in our world and we try to impose it on them, but that's not true. Their point of view comes from all the programming that they received, as I talked about up above, from family, peers, media, their entire upbringing. They have their own programming. A lot of times it's subconscious. So if somebody says you're fat, if somebody calls you a liar or a manipulator, that's coming from their own subconscious programming. And it's could now they might have been triggered by you. We get triggered by people back and forth, but that's our trigger, and again, it comes up with our own stuff. Every person is dealing with his or her own feelings, beliefs, and opinions. And so we have our own emotional garbage that comes up, and the worst thing you can do is take on somebody else's emotional garbage because now it becomes your garbage. And if you do not take it 
personally, then you would be immune to it. When we do take things personally, our reaction is to be offended. Our reaction is to defense, go into the defensive mode. Um, and we make something big out of something little. So again, that's that emotional drama. We get sucked into that whole emotional drama and then everything around it will suffer. I try to think about, it's not important to me what you think about me. One of the great phrases I like to use is what you think about me is none of my business. And again, this works extremely well with strangers, but I get it when you say, oh, Lauren, what about my spouse? What about my mom? What about my sister? Those relationships that are closest to us are the ones that are tough because that's the need for us for our love and acceptance. But if you can give that love and acceptance to yourself and remember the programming of where they're coming from, you won't fall prey um, to feeling hurt uh, into being stuck in it. One of the things to try to do is to see things objectively and see it as a movie and look at it and just be the observer and try not to fall prey to fear. If you live your life without fear, then you're living it with love and you don't have a place for those emotions. When you feel good, everything around you is good. Um, everything makes you happy. You're at peace. You know who you are and you won't be defined by somebody else's emotional garbage. And so, so again, don't take anything personal. It's a, and try to come from, one of the things I like to do is come from the heart instead of from the mind. So much of the time we get caught up in our minds and we get caught up in trying to rationalize everything and trying to analyze everything and trying to explain everything. So wherever you go, whenever you point a finger, be aware that, for example, if you feel like somebody's lying to you, as your awareness grows, you will figure out that you also lie to yourself. And we all do this. And again, it's because of that subconscious programming. It's not that we do it intentional, but we're stuck in our stories. We're also addicted to suffering at different levels and at different degrees. So, and we agree to help each other suffer. Look at the soap operas and things on TV. Look at the, the media. But that's one of the biggest things for another podcast, another time, is about everybody is addicted to suffering, or at least 90% of the people are. So healing is a place, again, of where if you can look at forgiveness and love, when you can make it a strong habit and practice this, practice it like a habit, when you can make it a strong habit not to take anything personal, you avoid many of the upsets in your life. You avoid many of those negative emotions of anger, resentment, jealousy. You can become immune to taking on somebody's emotional garbage. It's a pretty important agreement. So you won't need to place your trust in what others do and say. And not that you won't need to trust them because, you know, if it's your significant other, you do want to trust them. But this time, trust yourself. Trust your inner guidance. Trust yourself to make responsible choices. You won't get hurt. You won't react. You can say, I love you. And you can be empathetic and compassionate when those around you are stuck in the drama, you can still experience that inner peace and happiness. And it won't affect you. So please keep that in mind. So people ask me all the time. I get asked, what are, what are some things that you can do to remember who you are and to keep yourself in that place of not taking things personally and to create that more happier, authentic life? I like to meditate. I meditate at night. 
and I meditate in the morning. Um, I'm a Reiki master, so one of the things I like to do is send out healing energy, especially to those who I feel are in need, and even those who I feel have wronged me, and I go through my forgiveness and my love for that person, because remember, there are no good or bad people. There are just shadows and things that come up, and we're talking most people. We're not, we're not talking about murderers or psychos or and, and even with those guys, it's a whole different story. So we're talking about just the people around us and who we hang with and what we do. I do yoga four to five times a, a week. I find that it grounds, it centers me. I do a lot of deep breathing. I remember who I am in those yoga positions, and I do this for me. And it does keep me grounded and centered. So you might want to think about yoga. It also strengthens core muscles and keeps you flexible. But the grounding, the breathing are extremely important. I connect to nature. I take walks or runs every day, even when it's snowing, I cross-country ski, and yes, Wisconsin does have a lot of months of winter here. And in fact, it's November 12th, and as of yesterday, we had quite a bit of snow, which is early for us, but it still is beautiful and I ran in the snow. Connecting with nature is very peaceful. There's studies that have shown that if you're feeling depressed and you go out and walk with nature and you look out at the horizon, you're, it brings endorphins, Exercising in nature releases that stress and releases endorphins. So there's something about the whole cycles of nature and being in nature. So connect with nature. Follow the Four Agreements by Miguel Ruiz. Be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personal. Don't make assumptions and do your best. And in doing your best, that sometimes also means being able to apologize and take responsibility for what is your own, what's yours not somebody else's. And define yourself by who you are and profoundly love and accept yourself. Practice forgiveness and love. Practice forgiveness for yourself. Practice forgiveness of others if they have wronged you. But again, you're not condoning their actions. You're practicing forgiveness and love to let go of the resentment, the anger, and those negative emotions so that those negative emotions no longer control your life and you can see through the eyes of love and that's how you approach the world. A big thing, eat well. If you're eating junk food and if you're not hydrating and drinking lots of water, and I'm not talking about coffee and alcohol, folks. I'm talking water, and I'm not talking about sodas. So eat well, drink lots of water, and I promise you, you will feel a whole lot better. Not only will you have more energy, but you will be better able to cope with life's challenges and the shortness of your spouse or things that come up or the conflicts. You will be so much better able to handle it if you're eating well um, drinking well and that and sleeping well. So that's the next one. Get plenty of sleep. Know your body. I require seven to eight hours of sleep. The Journal of Medicine also shows that seven to eight hours of sleep is very good for the body. If you're having trouble with sleeping, please see somebody and, and get help with that. But you need adequate sleep in order to not be stressed out because when you're tired, you're short with people you have no understanding, so if you're not sleeping well, there are all kinds of things that can affect your moods, so get plenty of sleep. And then the biggie for me, too, is cultivate healthy friendships. I like to ask, who are the top five people you hang with, and do they love and support you? And if you don't have their love and support, you need to find people who do. And on top of that, you also need to find people who can be a good mirror for you. Because again, we don't want to get into the gossiping. We don't want to get into the blame game. We want to get into, hey, I'm involved in this conflict. This happened. 
and we need for that fresh perspective to help us so we can go back to our our significant relationships and work with them. And remember that relationships are complex because they have our expectations, incompatibilities, shadows. Remember that we become what we repeat. So please, please create good habits. And you can start with one a day. Once you feel you've mastered it, add a new one. It's easier than you think, and you will have more happiness and peace. So that's it on our relationships and stories, as well as um, the romantic relationships that prepare us for true love. So until next time, have an awesome day and see the world through the lens of love.